two there are two ways to impact wild turkeys, right? So that's local. And local, I mean, literally what you see in your backyard, you know, the area that you hunt, whether it be private property or public property. Yeah. So that's local impact. And so as humans, we and all of us, and I say this, every single one of us on this planet, a lot it's it's what have you done for me? Yeah. And so if I don't directly see that impact in my backyard, literally and figuratively, then perception is reality. Well, they haven't done anything. And so when you talk about uh, you know impact, 20 million acres wildlife have that in hand since 1985. That's a ton. That's spread out over... Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb the... Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer hurt use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while like a load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Wise Eye Hunt Control presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm calling via my lodge cabin here in Birch Tree, Missouri, and Redbone is in the studio. Wayne Locke will not join us today because he has other things going on, taking care of his foster children, etc. But, uh, guys, we got severe thunderstorms coming through the Ozarks right now. And Redbone, uh, it's been pretty rough. Yeah, and as we're recording, and again, we're recording on Wednesday. I don't want anybody to think if they're listening Saturday morning that, uh, oh, no, we got severe thunderstorms. We, we, we're recording on Wednesday around noon, and we did have we had some winds, uh, some sustain, well, actually some uh, uh, substantiated winds at 55 miles an hour in part of the area. And, of course, if you know anything about wind in our part of the woods, Alex, you get wind like that, trees start snapping off, and all kinds of bad things happen. Exactly, exactly, Redbone. And uh, that being said, getting into our show, our topic this week is a follow-up of the NWTF National Convention, yeah. the 50th anniversary. And our special guest this week is Mr. Paul Camel. He is the Director of Operations for the Southeast Regions of the NWTF. And I got to meet Paul Campbell in person at the NWTF. He greeted me as I was coming in, taking stuff in to help set up the booth for Eye. And I must say, Wiseye and Buck Grits had an absolute fabulous show there at the NWTF Redbone. Well, I noticed from all the videos and pictures I saw, it seemed like y'all were awfully busy for most of the time you were there. Yes, we was. Wayne Locke come along with me. I asked him to come along and help, and he did. He done a fabulous job. Uh, we sold a lot of Wiseye cameras, and people's finally catching on. And we sold a lot of Buck Grits. 
You know, buckets isn't only for deer, it's for turkeys too, and it helps keep them healthy as well. But uh, we had great uh, results from people coming in asking about the cameras, buying the cameras and the buck grits for their turkeys. And uh, it's finally taken off for these two brands really, really well. All right, so Alex, yeah, uh, and I would like to ask a little bit about the NWTF, and I know we'll probably talk more yeah. about this with Paul, but uh, you, you've been there many, 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 many times over the last 30, 35 years or so. How this year's show stand up to some of the shows of the past? And, and I guess I asked that because for the last two or three years, you know, there were a couple of years there was no show because of the pandemic and then kind of came back a little bit a year ago, I think. And so how, how are things I mean, are the people coming back, and are the vendors all coming back? Redbone, it was probably the busiest show I'd ever attended. Wow. They expected fifty to 60,000 people to come through the doors. It was just so congested. It was arm-to-arm, shoulder-to-shoulder throughout the show, and we stayed busy. The only time I got to leave the booth was one time. That was actually on setup day, the first day, uh, Wednesday, uh, we rephrase that Thursday. I got to go for lunch for a little bit and go to the bathroom just a few times. <laughs> so it was that busy. People were so interested in the, the wise eye hunt control and the buck grits. So the attendance was fabulous. Uh, people were buying stuff and it really made me feel good to be back there. Even though I did not have my American roots booth there, I was there on behalf of wise eye and buck grits. Mm-hmm. And again, just what a great show. All right, so and I, and I know people, you know, those kind of things seem to be as they start coming back, uh, you know, well attended because people, you know, especially the hunters and fishermen, I think, tired of not getting together. So, uh, and with that said, you know, were you able to see a lot of your friends? I mean, it seems like most everybody in the outdoors ascended on Nashville over the weekend. Yeah, they did. I got to reunite with a lot of old friends, and I think that was part of success. People just wanted to collaborate again and be together again as a fellowship, as a turkey hunter. And uh, you got to commend the NWTF. They've done a great job this year with everything. I didn't get to attend any of the banquets or, or the ceremonies or anything because we had other things going on. But uh, they've done a great job. And, and I was truly impressed with uh, some of the booths. Man, we were sitting, as I was walking to the bathroom or coming into the show, uh, they were sold out of booth space. They had to put other booths. Vendors in other building, uh, wow. which is five minutes away. Wow, that's really good. And of course, the National Wild Turkey Calling Competition was going on, and our old buddy Jr. took uh, what uh, runner-up Grand Nationals. Is that what I saw? I think he did. And, and our friend, uh, 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 yeah, the Beast man, I always call him the Beast. Is uh, <laughs> I'm brain dead right now. Uh, Man, he's won it eight times. Oh wow! So you know who it is? Yeah, yeah. And I can't, I can't think of the name either. We've actually had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, yes, we have. Yeah, but I want to say, but I want to say, Grant, uh, congratulations to Jr. Latham. Uh, Latham. Uh, yeah, to Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah congratulations happy. to Jr. That I mean, that's quite an honor. You know, first runner up in the national calling contest. It, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Well, Jr. is going to win it one day. I really, I really. Uh, predict that i think you will i'll never forget the first time jr come to me wanting to learn about calling here on the front porch of my cabin and me uh cutting some calls with him and stuff and him finally starting i I was back in the i think it was the early 90s Mm. when he come down and getting started he's accomplished more than what i did at that level there as far as the open division 
he uh, runner up. The best I ever done was six there. Wow. So my hats off to Jr. Man, but I guarantee you, Jr. Will come back next year even stronger. He's figuring things out. He's got that hillbilly mentality, and he's, <laughs> he's woods wise and he's competitive. I predict he'll win that thing one of these days. Well, sometimes you you might mistake Jr. for a turkey if you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very good, man. He's one of the best I've ever heard for sure. And Alex, with that with that in mind, those guys that do those big competitions like that, I mean, it really is. I mean, it becomes a way of life for those guys. Well, it is. It's kind of like playing an instrument. When you learn to run a turkey call and you practice every day for hours and hours, and I used to do it, and it's an addiction. It really is. Uh, like when you pick up a guitar, and once you learn to make great sounds on that guitar, you want to continue to play and play and play and get mm. better and better. And that's the same way it is with, with calling. And uh, it takes hours and hours to become very proficient with that trade, Red Bone. Yeah, it does. And I know, Alex, I know we got a special guest going to be joining us here in just a little bit. So uh, let's let's take a break here, and we'll continue. And, and uh, Paul Campbell from the NWTF Southeast region is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and friends. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. Like load him in the back of my truck. We can take it. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are gonna move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is gonna come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology. This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera. On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use Wise Eye. Hornady Ammunition presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everyone. We are via phone here. Mr. Paul Campbell, our guest. Uh, Mr. Paul Campbell and I, as I said earlier in the first segment, I met him for my first time in person. We've been communicating through Facebook and Messenger, etc. And and I must say, Redbone, and to all our listeners, what a true, true gentleman. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Alex, thank you for having me. Thank you for those those uh, those kind words. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'll say that. <laughs> so, Paul, tell us who Paul Campbell is. Uh, tell us where you was born, where you went to school. Uh, did you play sports? Tell us all that real quick. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm born and raised in Central Ohio. Uh, I grew up in a little town, Johnstown, Ohio, just east of Columbus. So I am a I'm a Buckeye, and I know there's probably a lot of SEC folks listening to, uh, <laughs> to this program, so don't don't hold that against me. But I am not a Ohio State fan. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just uh, just a guy that, that uh, I still live here in Ohio. I got three kids. My wife Ashley and, and and our two daughters live with us. I got an older son Mason, who about five hours ago landed in Argentina. He's doing a bunch of fly fishing and and uh, rock climbing down there for for about six weeks. So. He's been working hard for that trip. So, yeah, man, I'm just a guy that likes to hunt turkeys and just 
uh, a, a dumb redneck from Central Ohio. So that's beautiful. Now you went to school there in Central Ohio, a small community school, and did you go to college? I did. I went to went to went to Ohio State. Um, didn't didn't play any sports in college. I played I, I played football and, and, and wrestled when I was in high school, uh, but I got. I got blessed with terrible knees at a, at a mm. young age, so that uh, yeah, couldn't 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 think for you know, wrestling or playing football after the age eighteen. I'll tell you that. So glad I didn't. Yeah, red bone. This guy's about six four. He's a big old. <laughs> oh wow! Well, he probably rest, am, yeah. probably wrestled heavyweight then. Were you were you heavyweight or, or where did you wrestle? I did. Yes, I yes I wrestled I wrestled two fifteen uh, the first half and then. And then you know you start growing about what fifteen, sixteen years old, and, yeah. and I wrestled heavyweight uh, after that. So there were some big boys in that heavyweight class. <laughs> I mean, once you hit that two hundred twenty pound mark, you better you better be ready. Uh, there's some big boys, especially here in Central Ohio. Yeah, one of, uh, one of my best friends. Yeah, class, one so. of my best friends in high school. I have a, I have a great respect for high school and and even college wrestlers. Uh, and my best friend in high school, man, uh, by the name of Kurt Fisher. Uh, Kurt was a two-time state champion in Illinois, and uh, uh, he wrestled like at uh, oh one oh seven one ten. I think his senior year, maybe up to two twelve or two or or one twelve and one fifteen. And it was a job just making weight before every wrestling meet. So I got a lot of respect for those guys because they get up in the morning and weigh Alex and be two pounds overweight, and they could lose that two pounds before the end of the day, getting weighed in for the match that night. Wow, that's yeah. It's it, it is. It's it's amazing what some of those guys, you know, once you get to those elite levels of wrestlers, what they put their bodies through. Like you said, just to just to make weight. I I respect them for that. I mean, that's uh, it's quite the ordeal for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to share with you one of the highlights of my career uh, with wrestlers, and I say this in a sense braggingly, but in a good bragging way is that I got to take Tom Brand's Olympic gold medalist, and he shot his first turkey with me. Oh, cool. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, in the HS days. Look at that. Cutting videos. And what was so touching and memorable about the hunt, Mr. Paul, is that uh, after he shot his gobbler, I did not know this, but our cameraman, our producer, Mike Bellangotti, and him planned this because we had pre-meetings and they didn't tell me this. He brought his Olympic gold medal with him in the woods and had it in an old stock. And after he shot his turkey, he put his gold medal around my neck. And you get, you know, he said, today you're the, you're the gold medal winner. Cause you called me in a big oh, gobble. Man, <laughs> I, I, that's a special moment right there. And that is a it special really moment. Is. I'm, I'm surprised you so, didn't Paul, put it around his turkey's before neck. We go to a break. Paul, before we go to a break here in a couple of minutes. Uh, so you went to college there and your business degrees. And I'm sure Tell us about how you landed the job with NWTF. You know, so uh, the night before Thanksgiving, twenty twenty one, I was on their website. I was looking for, I was looking for a, a hat, an NWTF hat, and I look on their website. There's a big red button that said "Now Hiring," and and just purely out of curiosity, red button. I click on that button, and just to see what the NWTF was hiring for, and they had a job that I was kind of qualified for. Wasn't real qualified for it. It's the job that I have now. It was it was, it was remote. It covered uh, Ohio and Kentucky and, and some of the other areas around my home state. And, and I about fell out of my chair. I told my wife that I, I have to apply for this job. <laughs> uh, 
And so I wasn't qualified for it. Like I said, I wrote a really impassioned cover letter about what wild turkey hunting means to me, what the NWTF means to me. I applied for it. It generated uh, an interview down in Atlanta, Georgia, a few weeks later. Flew down there, had an interview with my boss, Al Clark. Uh, and then right after the new year, they, they, they offered me the job. And I'll, I'll never forget when I got that, that, you know, that offer letter and my email, how excited I was and how honored I was to, to just say yes to that letter. So that's how, that's how I got the job. I was looking for a new hat. I didn't even buy the hat. I, I forgot to buy the hat. I was so excited about <laughs> for the job. So. Well, maybe, maybe when, when you got the job. Yeah, I was going to say, well, maybe when he took the job, maybe they gave him one. But uh, so, Paul, yeah, I mean. They, they did, yeah. I got a few of them. Okay. So uh, a full-time position is this? I mean, did you have to leave the job that you were in to, to go to work for the NWTF, or is it something that you yeah, do on it, the side? It is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, uh, it was something that, you know, the job that I had, I, I really enjoyed. I worked for a great company, a great job. I built, you know, a, a, a solid reputation there. And. You know, I, I, I wanted, I was so passionate about turkey hunting and, and the conservation of wild turkey, the preservation of our hunting heritage, the mission of this, of this organization that, you know, I, there was no way I was saying no to it. And, you know, I, quite honestly, it was a pay cut from where I was at, but it, it was something that I had to do. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm real glad I did it. So I was able to talk to my wife and to let me take this job and you know, <laughs> we work it out, you know, in the household. And I'll never look back. So, yeah. so I'm curious and, too, and, Alex. And, yeah, before we take the break, I'm, I'm curious what, when you told your former employees, uh, you know, that you were going to be leaving and what you were going to do, what did they say? They, they, you know, they, 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 they knew, they knew that I'm a turkey hunter through and through. And when I told them that I was taking the job with the National Wild Turkey Federation, my boss, uh, Kevin, he was out in, in Maryland. He laughed. He's like, well, we can't argue with that. Can we? Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they knew, I mean, it's, you know, the, the turkey hunting is woven into who I am as a person. And uh, yeah, they were they were real happy for me. Panicked, you know, and and it asked me to stay on for a little longer than I wanted to, you know, to, to help them get my replacement in. But I was willing to do it. I mean, the you know, people helping people type of stuff, you know. That is beautiful. And before we go to a break, again, tell us your job description. What is your job? So description? my, so I'm I'm the director of development for the Central East portion of the country. So I cover Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee. West Virginia, New York, New Jersey, a little bit up into New England. So my, my role within the organization is I work with our major donors to the Federation. So anyone that uh, cumulative over their lifetime has reached $5,000 and above. So I'm in, I'm in fundraising. Uh, my boss likes to say that we're professional beggars. I found that that joke works a little better below the Mason-Dixon line. So I feel like I could use that, use that here. But, yeah, professional beggar, that's what I am. Uh, that's awesome. Well, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Paul Campbell. We're going to talk about the NWTF show and talk about all the cool things that you and I can do to help the NWTF. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Waddy with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. 
It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. You know, Alex, there is a, a company in the outdoors that wants to provide quality hunting gear at affordable prices for the everyday hunter. Yes, there is, Redbone. It's Tide We. These guys are a blue-collar company. They make excellent products that's very affordable for everybody. And these guys want to help every outdoorsman live out their passions in the outdoors. And to find out more about this company, just go to www.tidewe.com. That's T-I-D-E-W-E.com. Around your heart, so you never got to worry what the way. Eagle Seed and Tide We present. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Again, our special guest, the Central Regional Director of Communications for the NWTF, Mr. Paul Campbell. He was talking about his American Roots, where he was born in the second segment of our show, and how he landed the job and his true passion for the wild turkey and, and, and his passion to help the NWTF grow and to accumulate funds to help it. Uh, my first question for you on back segment three, then Redbone's going to ask one, is uh, what does it mean to you to do what you do? We didn't go in depth with it in the second segment, but what does it mean to you to be a representative for the NWTF, and what does it mean for the future of the wild turkey? That's 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 a good a good question, and you know I, I heard a quote the other day from from Mark Mark Rick, Georgia football coach. He said that you know the trophies and the rings those collect dust. It's the relationships, it's the people that you meet that that are meaningful. And you know, so for me, I mean, I work for an organization that you know the conservation of an animal, the wild turkey, is the reason we're there. But it's the people, it's the members, it's the volunteers that that, that make this mission move forward. And that's what makes it special for me. You know, I meet guys like you, you know, that, that have been involved in, in helping promote, you know, the wild turkey, promote the people that, you know, the turkey hunters that hunt that. So the fact that I get to represent an organization and work with, you know, with the members and the volunteers that give their time, treasure, and talent to this organization, that's what, that's special, you know. And I understand that. I recognize that. And I, I appreciate you know, what I do. I respect the hell out of the organization, um, and I'm honored to be to be a part of it. So, the, you know, the, the people that make up this organization—that's what's really special. And when we look at the positive impact with the work that the the, the members and volunteers, the employees of the NWTF accomplish across the landscape and across this great country, you know, I have to pinch myself and you know, that, that I'm 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 a, I'm a small part of that and. You know, the honor and, and just the reverence that I have for, you know, for the organization and the people that make it up and the, and the bird. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm dreaming sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I wake up every day. And, I mean, you, you, you saw me last week, Alex. I was 1,000 miles an hour. I try to do the best well, I can for everyone that's a part of this organization, big or small, and treat everyone the same uh, and, just, and just move this mission forward. And that's a special, a special role, and I'm honored to have it. So. Yeah, so Paul, as 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 a you know, uh, what I would think probably is a in, integral part of the NWTF. Uh, how do you see the NWTF going forward? Is is it is it getting stronger uh, as we go forward? I mean, what what's your take on where the NWTF is headed for the future? 
you know, I think the I think the mission of the National Wild Turkey Federation, you know, the, the conservation of wild turkey, and the preservation of our hunting heritage, it's never been more important than it has been in 50 years. At this moment right now, it's more important now than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the pressures that we've seen uh, with with population stress, with population decline across you know, a lot of a lot of the country. Um, I think that that as the NWTF comes into this new phase where, I mean, so, so think about it. So the mission of the Wild Turkey Fair, the National Wild Turkey Fair, for sure, was to establish population in all of the areas in this country that could sustain huntable turkey populations. We did that. The members did that. The volunteers did that. The organization did that. We accomplished that in the late 90s. So I think there was some, you know, what do we do now, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's let's figure out what the population issues are. Let's figure out you know, the research. Let's figure out the conservation work. You're kind of the next phase. So I can tell you, you know, internally, the, the, the employees of this organization have never been more focused on keeping wild turkeys, you know, wild turkeys on the landscape, positively impacting turkey hunters, positively impacting turkeys. We've got our two new co-CEOs, Jason and Kurt. Those are two of the sharpest guys in conservation. I mean, they are just unbelievable leaders. Uh, unbelievable communicators. So I think that, you know, we, as an organization, we've never been more needed and we are more focused on figuring out what we need to do on the landscape level mm-hmm. to keep wild turkeys there and to keep populations healthy, you know, to, to look at, you know, how we can assist our agency partners across the country as best as we can. We just signed a huge service, you know, forest service agreement with the uh, U.S. Forestry Department. You know, to, to do work that's going to originate out west and, and, and then move its way, you know, east and southeast. So I think the organization, we are, we are laser focused on on accomplishing the goals that we've set you know, going forward, you know, in this 50th year. Uh, but I, I can tell you, we are we're dialed in, we're efficient, and, and we are ready to you know, just to continue the next 50 years of, of impact, uh, you know, for the wild turkey and, and turkey hunters. That's cool. That, that, that's very informative to our listeners. I have a question for you here, and, I, and I'm kind of switching gears in, in, in a different subject matter. Uh, to our listeners, you know, we have a lot of positive, positive, faithful followers that's passionate for the NWTF, and then we have some that are not. So my sure. question is, how do you answer to those that are, are negative towards the NWTF that says, well, no money comes to our area, it all goes somewhere else, or they say, well, they're capturing, uh, trading our turkeys for rattlesnakes, uh, or they're trading our turkeys for uh, grouse, or they're trading our turkeys for river otters, whatever. What, what did you say? Yeah. yeah, so I think I think when you, the, the first thing that, that people need to really focus on is the mission, right? And that's the conservation of the wild turkey. So, so there, there are two, there are two ways to impact wild turkeys, right? So that's local, and local, I mean, literally what you see in your backyard, you know, the area that you hunt, whether it be private property or public property. Yeah. So that's local impact. And so as humans, we and all of us, and I say this, every single one of us on this planet, a lot, it's it's what have you done for me? Yeah. And so if I don't directly see that impact. In my backyard, literally and figuratively, the perception is reality. Well, they haven't done anything. And so when you talk about, uh, you know, impact, 20 million acres 
wildlife habitat enhanced since 1985. That's a ton, and that's spread out over this massive country that we live in. So I think when people say, well, you know, well, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're not helping me, and when you have, when you have a loss of turkey population in your area, that's personal. Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts yeah. you as a person and as a turkey hunter. And I love when people are frustrated with me or the frustrated learners, because that means they care. And if people didn't care, they're like, that doesn't matter. Those aren't the people the turkey hunters are, right? So when we're frustrated with the organization, it's because they want to be heard and they're passionate about wild turkeys. So I think when you look at the impact, what we've done as an organization across 50 years, and we're talking half a billion dollars back into the mission of the conservation of wild turkey, that's dollars in the dirt, right? That's your, your money that we have put back. But if it's not right in front of you, it's hard for people to grasp that and say, well, they're not helping me because it's not in my WMA or it's not, you know, my property. I've got a loss. And, and so I think it's, I think it's, it's a very personal issue for people. Um, I think turkey hunters is a group and I'm, I'm as turkey hunter, you know, as passionate turkey hunters, anyone, I, th- I think it, I think it hurts people when we see the population decline. And so when we trade and, and, you know, trading critters for critters, I'm not a biologist. You know, yeah. I don't understand how a lot of that works. I'm, I'm, and, I, and so I'm not going to speak on that, honestly, uh, because I don't want to be wrong. You know, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But, you know, the, the relationships that our conservation staff has across the country with the agencies, you know, the DNRs, Department of Fish and Wildlife, Department of Fish and Game, whatever it may be in your state, those, those relationships are decades long. They're built on trust. They're built on respect. They're built on getting things done. So, you know, we have, we have to take that landscape perspective a lot of times where it's, okay, what can we do in the southeast? What can we do, um, yeah. you know, in Big Sky Territory? What can we do in the colonial forest? You know, to where we, as, as an organization, let's impact a massive section and really, you know, help our volunteers start to, to dial that in, you know, at that local level. So, you know, I know here in Ohio, the state chapter, the NWTF, uh, they, they gave $100,000 to buy 1,500 or 1,400 acres of private property that they turned into public access. Oh, wow. So our conservation staff took some money, went in, and did the same thing. They, 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 they did the, you know, the timber work. They did, you know, let's plant some you know, native grasses and all of these things. They, so they do the conservation work. So that's local impact. I can go hunt that. I was there last year. Turkey's all over. It's great. <laughs> Indiana, we did the same thing. We just bought, you know, a couple hundred acres of private property that we're turning into public access. Tennessee, we're doing it. You know, we're doing it all over the country. So, so that local impact there. And I think as an organization, we're doing a better job about talking about that local impact to show people where your money is going because it is there. I promise you it's there. we got to look at it. It may not be literally right in your backyard, but that local impact, it really is there. All right, now, Alex, we need to go That's to a break right here. Answer. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, that's okay, Paul. We do need to go to a break here, and we'll pick up uh, talking more about that because, you know, my thought is that, that sometimes, you know, the local impact has to really come from local. I mean, you know, what are the people locally doing to help the wild turkeys as well? So we'll, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Hey, turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, 
They are American-owned, American-made, made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard gobbler. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. PC Fun presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. This is segment four. And again, if you're just joining us, we've got the Midwest, not Midwest, but Central Region uh, Director of the NWTF, Mr. Paul Campbell. He, he's talked about his American roots. He's talked about his love of the wild turkey, his, his uh, background in getting the job, and, and talking about answering questions that may interest some of you, like uh, why do we trade turkeys for otters or, or rattlesnakes, etc. And I think you had a very good answer, Redbone. Your thoughts? Yeah, I do too. I do too, Alex. And and you know, you mentioned a while ago, uh, tied we. Uh, yeah. And those those tied we uh, three hundred and sixty degree see through blinds are going to be great for the turkey hunters this spring. That's the two seventy. We call it the two. Yeah, two seventy. Yeah. The back wall, have you seen it, Paul, the Todd Wee blind yet? I have. I wanted to chime in on that. I sat inside of that thing, and my head exploded. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is, this is real. Yeah, the Todd that's, a neat, that's a neat product. Then they got a new turkey vest out with a, a back brace with adjustable legs. you got to check it out. And if anybody's oh, yeah. listening, if you use our code, capital A, capital M, capital R, capital O, 18, you'll get 18% off. So think about that. And PC Fund, real quick, PC Fund's a fishing company, which is a brother or sister company to Tide We. It's all under the same umbrella. If you love the fish, you got to check out PC Fund, P-I-S-C-I-F-U-N, fishing. Back to the subject matter, turkeys. Yeah, and Paul, before we before we went to the break, you were, you were talking about uh, you know local folks wanting to know what impact locally the NWTF has had, and yeah. it may be something they're not seeing. Yeah. But you know, some of that has to fall on the local folks too, and that's maybe through your local NWTF chapter and and the things that they do. And I mean, I know the NWTF, you know, they they need that help as well, and that is the local folks doing something at home to help the turkey population. Yeah, they do. So you know the. Just, just real quick, I'll touch on local impact of the property in Tennessee that we bought, uh, that we helped purchase. Uh, one of our local chapter presidents, Jeremy Odom, uh, a really good guy from Tennessee, called me. This property came up, and he said, we, as the, the NWK, we need to get this. We need to make this happen. And so, you know, I just started bird dogging that and making and, and, and helping, uh, you know, facilitate fundraising for that. So without that local input from a chapter president, I would have never – We've never been able to participate in that. So when we look at the, the banquet system, that's a big generation or generator of, of funds for the mission. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that, you know, this organization has been around for 50 years, Alex, a lot of our members, a lot of our instrumental volunteers have been in this organization for 40-plus years. And as they get older, you know, they want to stop being as active you know, with the volunteer, they want to they want to spend time turkey hunting and spend time with their families and and you know relax a little bit. So it really falls on the next generation, those twenty to forty year olds, to step up and help and volunteer your time and your talent to to, to keep 
those banquets active, those chapters active, the fundraisers active. I mean, we rely tremendously on the volunteer input at the local level. And the impact that happens out of a lot of our chapters is amazing. It really is. It is. It is. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, I guess I've been a member of the NWTF since 1980. I believe it's 1980. And the NWTF wow. was founded and created, I believe, in 1973. Am I correct? Right. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's amazing what it's going into. And, and where I want to go with this is they recently we just attended the 50th anniversary of the NWTF, the National Water Church Federation. I want to hear your comments, and maybe you have the actual numbers. What was it, the attendance? It really appeared to me that, man, it was probably one of the greatest turnouts I've ever been. It was quite the show. And as far as, as numbers, we haven't uh, we haven't seen those. Our staff in Edgefield is, is busy compiling those. The email that we got was, uh, it's safe to assume that we not only broke every record, every metric possible, we shattered every metric possible. And... I mean, that's exciting to hear. There's a lot of energy behind turkey hunting. There's a lot of energy behind uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation. And I think it was on full display last week with, I mean, the number of vendors that we had. I mean, that show was packed. I, I mean, you tell me, Alex, you were there. From the moment they opened the gates on Thursday, it seemed like it was pretty pretty active, a ton of energy. So, Yeah, the aisles were so packed, I was telling Redbone the first segment of the show that, it was elbow to elbow, and the only time I got to leave, I got to leave one time to go get a sandwich. If I wouldn't have left, I wouldn't have got to leave in the three days I was there. Go to the bathroom just a few times, but that was the other time. I didn't get to go visit anybody. It was so busy. Yeah. I was booth and Buck Ritz was people constantly there visiting, talking. But, uh, again, uh, the NWTF is a great organization. My roots really are deep with NWTF, and, the, the days, and I just want to reflect back, Redbone and Paul, with you guys, traveling 200-some days a year uh, from the 1980s up until about 2012, 2013, doing seminars and recruiting new members. And, uh, I don't have any idea how many members I've helped recruit and how many banquets I've spoke at, chapter banquets, but uh, I thank God and I thank the NWTF for letting me be able to do that. And... Uh, It'll always be a part of my life and my memories that I'll share with my grandkids someday. Yeah. You talk about, you know, hunting heritage. I didn't grow up hunting. You know, I, I started hunting when I was 25 in 2007. Yeah. And, you know, you being on TV and, and, and in the magazines, I mean, you're a part of my hunting heritage. You know, right. watching watching you grab turkeys in between your legs off of a you know, <laughs> off of a hen decoy, you know. And that stuff, used to, I still get to be fired up just thinking about it. And it's 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 neat in the NWTF that show in Nashville. It really is a big family. You know, we may not do everything right. We may make you mad. That's just being part of a family, right? And, it is. And I the, and and the one thing I think that that uh, you know it's really it was kind of a, a a rebirth of of this organization and everything that we've been through through COVID. I mean, it really took its toll on us and everything that we've had to deal with with the decline of the turkeys. You know, in the country, I, 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 it was just like a kickoff party, but it's 50 years in the making, you know, and that's special to be a part of it. Man, I'm real glad that you were, you were down there to see it. Yeah. Well, I hadn't been there in a couple of years, and we talked about that. But anyway, I just want to say this. In Southern Missouri, and I've already shared this with you, but I'm going to share it on the show, uh, there's very huge concerns in northern Arkansas, southern Missouri with our turkey numbers, and some areas 
in southern Missouri. They had good hatches. Some are not. And uh, people are really concerned about that. And, and what I would like to see, and I'm suggesting this to you, and you take it back to the headquarters, is you know more money spent in our region here to help us try to get turkeys back. And I don't say this to be mean, Brother Paul, uh, but when you see other states Texas doing turkey restoration programs, uh, it makes you think, man, have they forgot about us? And I know they have. But elaborate, yeah. we're going to we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's one of those we talk about. It's, it's deeply personal, you know. And I, I think that it's just from a personal standpoint, you want to do it all. And you know, yeah. I I think it's one of those that you know. If you see an issue, you bring it up with your state agencies, bring it up with, you know, like what you just did with me and you all your first. I hope you know me by now. I'll bark up that tree for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I can't promise anything, but, um, you know, I, I, I want to see, I want to see the engagement. You know, I don't want, I, 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 for one, won't back away from criticism. I like to have good constructive oh, yeah. conversations like we did today. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to field those calls, even if it's not my area, just to hear what people have to say, I take it seriously. I want people to be heard, and and, and you know that's uh, I heard you. That's what that's what I'm gonna say. I want to say this too before we wrap it up. Uh, in the 1990s, uh, Mr. Larry Neal, our director, regional director, uh, legend, asked, yeah, legend. They asked me to help put together a chapter, and I did. I, I helped start our our chapter. It's now called the Current River College, and I believe they had over 50. Sponsors at the banquet this year. I didn't get to make it. Oh wow! Fifty sponsors in our little old Shannon County Redbone, and I figured that out. Four hundred dollars a piece. That's twenty thousand dollars plus. Then not all packed. Yeah, it, yeah. It, But anyway, I was an intricate part of that, and, and I kind of you know got out of the loop of that, and we talked about that. But uh, the NWTF's doing great things, and, and you know there's always things with MDC or other. Uh, Department of, of Wildlife that we don't agree with. But, but again, you, you hit the nail on the head. Just because you don't, if you say you don't agree with something, because you're passionate about it. Most people, you know. Yeah. So that being said, I'm passionate about wild turkey and, and passionate about the NWTF. I love the NWTF, and I hope that it goes continues to grow enormously. And, and I can't leave this out. This is not a competitor, but it's somebody that wants to help the National Wild Turkey Federation. That's turkeys for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing great things, and I believe they're working in partnership and helping each other. They're not trying to do anything to hurt the NWTF. They're just approaching at a different level. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just say, you know, you, you, it's with what we've got in the country in, in regards to you know, turkey decline issues. I mean, the more eyes looking at it, the more focus, the more energy, the better. So, yep. yes, yes. All right, Alex, we Paul, really said, yeah, need to really uh, uh, wrap things up here. Okay, well, Paul, you've been a super great guest. And we're going to do one more segment, and it's for our podcast. If you're a podcast listener, you go to your favorite podcast, and you type in American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, you will find us on every podcast available. And we're going to do a bonus segment with Paul. And what we're going to do, we're going to hear Paul's favorite turkey hunting story of his American Roots. In the bonus segment. Again, Paul, thank you for being a great guest. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're a great mentor to the outdoor industry and a great example of what we all should be doing. And, you know, we have an old saying here, Paul. 
uh, we want everybody to share the outdoors with every child that they can. It's God's creation. And our old saying is this, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Amp Outdoors. Apex Ammunition presents American Roots Outdoors bonus segment. You're listening to this. You're listening on your favorite podcast carrier publicly. All we ask you is please leave us a review. When you leave us a review, your name will go into a drawing, and we're going to give away a prize. Again, our guest today is Mr. Paul Campbell of the NWTF. This guy is a true professional, a true gentleman, and we've entirely loved having him on the show. He's got so much knowledge, and I love the fact, Redbone, that he loves challenges. He wants to hear criticisms because he understands those are things you need to conquer to help make communications even better within the organization. Well, yeah, exactly, and and I mean, there's nothing wrong with criticism. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I do a radio show, and you know, the people say, "Hey, I love your show," and I'm like, "Great." And but if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I heard you say this the other day," and I don't know, and those are the people that you really want to hear from, and and that's kind of what Paul's speaking to, or even even on the American Roots Outdoors radio show, Alex. Uh, you know, if we say something or uh, you know address an issue that people don't like, we need to know about it because the only way we can make it better is to know what we're not doing correct. Exactly, exactly. Well, again, Paul, uh, this segment is about Paul and the NWTF. I want you to share a story with our listeners here that you feel will touch their hearts uh, of one of your most memorable turkey hunts that will make somebody want to become an NWTF member. You know, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll share a story that just happened last week in Nashville, and there's no hunting involved, there's no turkey calling, there's no camo. Uh, I got, over the summer, I got a call from one of our employees, Tim Yates, down in Tennessee, and he said, hey, there's this couple, their son, Austin Knight, passed away, Chuck's Long Wildlife Area in, in southern Tennessee uh, a couple years ago, who's scouting for turkeys, and he said they want to do some work uh, at this wildlife management area. And they want to go through the NWTF. So uh, I, I finally get to meet with them on Saturday. And, and Alex and Redbone, we, with the, the way that money moves within wildlife agencies, you can't just write a check to a government agency other mm-hmm. than the IRS, right? It doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. So you have to give money through a foundation or through a nonprofit organization like the NWTF, and then, and then we can pair that with matching dollars through Fitman Robertson. So 
uh, I, I meet with these folks, and we, we kind of work it out with the DNR uh, or the PWRA that we're going to use the money that they give us um, for work at Chuck Swan. So, so we talk about how we you know, we got that, that part done. And the, and the first question that I asked them, uh, BJ and, and Amanda and I said, tell about your son. And he just, he, he tears up. We're sitting, we're, we're at the convention. We're behind registration. It starts to tear up. And it was and on Saturday when we were talking to convention, it was the five-year anniversary of his son, Austin, passing. Mm. His son had been out at the Chuck Swan Wildlife Area scouting for turkeys. He killed his first turkey there the year before. killed his first buck that fall. And he tells me about his son. He's 18 years old and lost control of his car, lost control of his truck, wrecked. And, and, and was killed there at the scene. And so his parents had started this foundation, the Austin Knight Foundation, and it, they, they, they raised money to the sale of really neat clothes and hats and apparel, and they donate money to things that were important to his son during his life. So his wrestling team, they buy you know, all the outfits, all the uniforms and everything for the team and, and, and different charities throughout. And they, they, they wanted to make a positive impact in that wildlife management area through the NWTF because he was he was a member he was passionate about it they used to him and his dad used to go to banquets and so they wrote us a really big check and and you know, were able to pair that and just create just a massive impact in that wildlife management area and we're gonna they're gonna do this every year every year wow. they're at the federation you know the convention they're gonna they're, they're gonna donate money to do work you know in the state of Tennessee to positively impact wild turkeys. And it's, it was one of those, one of the dry eyes at the table, Alex, when, when his, when, when BJ was talking about his son and, and the hat that he bought for him at the, at the, at the convention and, and brought it back to him. That's the last conversation he had with him was talking about this hat that he bought him, you know, at the National Wild Turkey Federation convention and the banquet that they've just been to. And, you know, so when, when you see turkey hunting, how close it, it and how it brings people together, brings families together, how important the National Wild Turkey Federation is to continue and protect that hunting heritage and protect the wild turkey and how willing they were to say, we're going to do everything that we can to help this organization because you're important to us. The turkey's important to us and it was important to our son. And I was crying like a baby. I, I mean, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks and it moved me to the point where I just, I, I, I was, I was so excited to be a part of that and to just sit there and listen to this family. That's impact. And that's emotion, that's passion, that's love all wrapped up into one, you know, pursuit. And that's the, you know, hunting wild turkeys. And I mean, that's a special, that was a special moment in my life. And, you know, if, if I get, you know, if I retire tomorrow or get a new job tomorrow, I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life. Beautiful. Red bone. Yeah, well, and, and that's the same kind of things that we run into, and I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, through uh, uh, St. Jude and the Country Cares for St. Jude, uh, you know, those families that have been impacted, uh, uh, they they become loyal and, and, and they become great people. And, and, and their son, Austin, I mean, he will be remembered forever. That's beautiful. And if it's, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my tail off to get a sign up there to commemorate him, his life, and, and the impact that, that he has, uh, you know, after – you know, after he's gone from this world and you know, I'm going to do everything I can to you know, honor that kid. Yeah. Well, again, I believe in the NWTF and I, and I love the story. It makes a person think, you know, what can we do to help the NWTF and help the wild turkey? That being yeah. said, I'm going to say something 
uh, I would like to extend uh, myself to help you with some of your banquets in these areas and these states. If you ever need help and we can get together on it, I'll support you any way I can and uh, support yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you being oh. Yeah, I appreciate you. That gave me chills, man. Just think of that. And and I mean that's just that's the that's that's powerful, you know, and that's the passion that we talked about. And it, it, it you know, it, it's it runs deep in you and it runs deep in a lot of a lot of listeners and you know, uh, I I'm easy to find on the internet. Yep. People want to have a conversation, as uncomfortable as it may be, you know, you just let me know. Now, how can people find you and how can they support the NWTF? Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, so so the, the the biggest thing is you know attend a banquet, you know, become a member of the National Lottery Federation. It's thirty five dollars a year is an annual membership. The the biggest thing that 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 helps us. I mean, when we go to these agencies across the state, we go to the federal government, and, and we've got a ton of members behind us, a ton of impact behind us. That helps. That that's more effective and more powerful than what anyone knows. You get a magazine. Uh, Four, four times a year, six times a year, I believe, uh, Turkey Call Magazine, which is just a fantastic publication. The most recent one had a really great article about uh, Fox Hayes and, and uh, Colonel Tom Kelly. I mean, it's just a really – the guys do a really good job with that. Um, get involved with your local chapter. That's the grassroots foundation that this organization is built on. That's the impact. That's where it starts. It starts with you guys You know, uh, it, it, it's a, at the grassroots level. Beautiful, beautiful. There you have it, folks. Again, Paul Campbell, NWTF, Central Region, Eastern Region, Director of the NWTF. This guy does a lot to help the wild turkey. And I encourage all of our listeners to listen to his podcast. Again, what are your podcast shows? So the podcast, uh, so I've got the How to Hunt Turkeys podcast, which is obviously it's all about turkey hunting. Uh, you know, for a beginner or an advanced turkey hunter, a lot of, you know, collection of just really interesting, awesome turkey hunters, some of the best minds. You guys are going to be on there. Can't wait for that. The other one I do is the O2 podcast. It's here in Ohio. It's Ohio Outdoors podcast uh, with my buddy Andrew Munt. Uh, and, and so that's, like I said, we, we cover all things Ohio, uh, hunting in the outdoors. So that's beautiful. Let's support Paul Campbell, everybody. Again, Paul, thanks for being on the show. Remember, share the outdoors. Get a kid involved in the outdoors. It's God's creation. You know, it's biblical. Mankind take dominion of the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and all living and walking creatures. Remember that. And remember, when your roots runs deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power.